0: ready Ooh. so uh we're we're live
1: we're live on another episode of the microbial secret society podcast aloha
0: aloha david good to see <laughs> you brother.
1: it's good to see you too man yeah I mean,
0: uh, <laughs> i'm looking forward to doing this episode I, I know more people have been tuning in
1: more people have been tuning in so you're really stoked to uh, spread the
0: microbial medicine yeah yeah and and also seen people when they buy the full membership they've been getting downloading all the episodes so
1: oh you can track that too and see like they're they're downloading all of them and not just like one of them yeah oh shoots
0: yeah so yeah more microbial medicine hidden within and i was i was thinking today i listened to logan's episode that we just did episode four just came out this week
1: yeah you listened to the episode with logan this week
0: it was really good i Re- thought really I, good. I i listened to it myself. <laughs>
1: yeah i i actually listened to it a few times what i listened to it once by myself and then i listened to almost the full half or the half episode with mandy and and she she brought up some interesting like perspective about it though about how like other people might view that like some people that are like really indoctrinated into these religions and stuff that like, like we don't want to, we don't want to like be offending people if we're trying to like build mycelium networks. But I really don't think that's kind of what Logan was saying. I think he just said, you know, some people might not have the consciousness or the awareness to, to understand some of these things that we're, we're diving deep into.
0: Yeah yeah well yeah yeah i mean that that episode but if you're tuned into this i, I would think you're already kind of thinking about uh the soil and i kind of come at it as a non-dogmatic like you know um it's it, to to me the secret society is what we were talking about with logan was it was tied to religion in this hidden inner circle that kind of commanded and controlled everyone and and what I what I think what we got here this secret society is largely like natural it's pretty forgiving you know it it permits 20 percent of the soil to be like bad you know where where it's not trying to correct everything and make a utopia it's trying to the natural law is more um this more law of tolerance
1: yeah so coming like instead of being dogmatic maybe returning to a state of uh neutrality
0: well, yeah, and balance—balance. Balance. Like c- coming back to that center, that that um, that middle ground, that uh, that yeah, that, that is. She, she
1: just she just made an interesting point because like her her parents like believe legitimately um, everything that happened in the Bible, like happened.
0: Yeah, that's what Logan was saying. Everything that's in there happened.
1: Like, I, I think he. I thought he was saying like, it's more about like the story and the story, it it doesn't matter if the story is real or if King David was a real person or whomever was, was a real, it's like the archetypes and being able to like connect to different levels of subtleties and understandings of the messages within the stories. And maybe not necessarily like, did Moses part the Red Sea or is it like metaphorical about something that we need to part within ourselves and without, I don't know
0: yeah that's I mean that's a deeper question that's same like natural farming dogma of like like it's it's hard to pass these things throughout time and then you know understanding the right way to to do the recipes um
1: what's the right way to do the the oriental herbal nutrient because I mean that's something that I don't know I'm still like seeing different people do different things like I've I've heard, you know, you pour off a third, you pour off two thirds, for your extraction. I asked Logan, and he said that he does a half. He says that the original teachings said that you pour off a two, like a two thirds of it, but he said that a half mm-hmm. is like a happy medium between what, what the original teaching is and what the what people are some practicing now. So, which makes sense, I guess.
0: So but. he just he just split the difference, and then. That, that's an interesting approach to finding equanimity but I think that uh, the u- ultimate thing like all those recipes are ultimately guidelines like to to get us to tune in to, to notice these subtleties mm. it, it's like it's like a recipe you know calling for certain things and in the beginning it's real important that you follow a recipe to to you know to, to learn and get the ratios correct but later it's about your intuition mm so, yeah, so yeah. what's the ultimate right way it's like the enthusiasm that comes from with you and y- you know aspiring to do the best in, in whatever situation yeah given is. your
1: circumstances making the most out of it and and wherever you find yourself like putting energy and effort to move forward
0: I guess. yeah 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 and t- tuning yourself in because when you're t- you're tuned in then um that that's how the people initially discovered it you know they didn't they didn't discover a tablet that was written two-thirds on it you know and like think oh we found the recipe you know like who wrote that down like the first guy didn't have a tablet with it written and he had to have some intuition and then over thousands of years we refined these methodologies and um
1: do you think it's like a consciousness that because master is a lot of like the majority of these recipes and stuff come through the dream realm and if it's the dream, if we're, if he's accessing that in the dream realm, then he could be accessing what people call like the Akashic Record or like this energetic field or resonance that's all around us that is just full of information and, and we can tap into it if we can tune our vessels into it. So maybe through like some sort of practices and meditations and rituals where in our dreams we're, were then getting these downloads of like these recipes with, but that means that the i mean the, the recipes would just go back like to ancient times.
0: The in my in my own personal experience like I I do a lot of optimization in my in my dreams at night. Like when I'm writing a piece of software or something, I'll like run through these algorithms and I'll see it. And to bring that to a real concrete example for this podcast, while I was in Kiholo Bay, uh, camping, uh, past weekend, I was laying on the beach and like, I didn't sleep in a tent. I slept directly on the sand just with a little blanket over me, pillow, you know, but no real air mattress, like in direct contact. And I felt really grounded to the earth. And I was dreaming about this podcast. And I thought, you know, one of the things is the, um, right now the premium content is actually harder to get to because of the digital rights management, you know, the, the free episode is on, on all of our Stitcher and iTunes and Google Play and all these things that you should share with your friends because mm-hmm. everyone can access it now. But the premium only exists on our server, and it's, and it's a little bit harder to access because you actually download the MP3 file, and then you got to be technologically competent enough to put that into a music player and open it, you know, and it's different on a phone and a computer. So the so in my dream i had this way of like thinking about optimizing that pro- problem how can i make our premium episodes as accessible as the freemium half out you know our first hour how can you make them as accessible without without creating a like a
1: like a cost or like a price to it
0: well it's, it's hard to restrict the content right today's world i can put something on youtube and it can get shared around the world but if I only want to get it to our specific, initiated membership-paying folks, it's harder to restrict that content in our present age than it is to broadcast it. Because, yeah, like.
1: It's, so what? What solutions did you come up with?
0: Well, I figured to implement the same soft, the same thing I'm using for the free version, which is a serious, simple podcasting app. And to implement a whole mirror similar site that is just our premium content. But it's, it's, really, it's really just a small difference in like a file name of like half to full that determines what the, the end user gets. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I will say that there, there is a way for people to like utilize at least Apple Podcasts and get like a code from like once a code... That's typed in, and then and then that lets you download the full episode, as if you were like, you'd have access to the full episode and not just the half episode on like these other platforms. I'm not exactly sure how that works on the back end of it, but
0: well, the difference with that scenario is then we're working for Apple. We're not Apple employees. Right now, I we're sort of working for Digital Ocean in our hosting company, mm-hmm. but. We, but I set up the infrastructure. So anytime a subscriber gives us the $8 a month, that goes directly to you and I, and we then get to appropriate that out. We don't have to split a cost with, with Google mm-hmm. or Apple or Stitcher or all these other companies that are competing for our dollar. We ourselves are actually on our own content platform, which is why it's it's more vitally important that you support our secret society here, get the second hour, and really... You know, empower David and I to, to explore this because we I think we're onto some good things. Um, On
1: some good things, maybe some some interesting interviews in the future. I I th- I really think that yeah, the more people we interview that are really unique and already have an audience, then the more it's gonna like connect these networks.
0: Yeah, it's and it's like the mycelia connecting, right? Like if I can figure out how to make my extension like a uh, what do they call it? an interface pattern interface with you and that audience overlinks and then all of a sudden we, we mesh like mycelia now we can share these nutrients which are these great ideas because there's many other podcasts out there and like people and information but like having it flow between is is the is what I, I'm i'm glad we're in today's modern age with this
1: you're you're glad we're in the modern age with this with uh yeah i I think there's truly infinite possibilities um but with with that comes uh more responsibility that's what i'm learning is that there's it's like it's like the universe wants to give and and like so you can receive and then so you can give but it it just comes with a lot more responsibility
0: (laughs) yeah man yeah, you gotta make choices come at you in life, you know. Um, I was I've been contemplating uh, the, where where I'm spending my time and energy. This this week I'm just kicking off my course series. Uh, just I just got it scheduled for uh, November, January, December, or no, November, January, February, coming up. So this winter and uh trying trying to fort you know uh focus my energy into uh you know like what do i want with this responsibility i feel like people are calling on me to spread natural farming as one of the you know core people moving moving this system forward so yeah spent spent my my last couple days just creating flyers to to get people aware of what's what's happening
1: so you have some yeah like three trainings coming up yeah what are they like a like a week or two long or
0: I, i'm gonna do seven days long because i feel like that's enough time to come really learn or go through natural farming
1: are, are you gonna do a like a field trip
0: yeah and then also have field trip and so you get to see the big island a little bit are too. you gonna
1: go to na- national park
0: yeah, we we went up to the national park. Let yeah, you if you go, co- let
1: me know. I live pretty close to there now, so I need to go collect some microbes up there anyway. So,
0: cool, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. we we went up there. We, uh, I I decided to go up to the national park with the, as a field trip because it's like the primordial earth emerging out, you know. And how does, you know, if you think of like our our whole earth was like that one day, how does do trees reestablish themselves and the national park is like a field trip, you know, just, uh, it's, it's really happening there.
1: Yeah. It's a great example. You can see roots like penetrating through the rock and you can see a place that was like completely desolated with, with lava and then places where it's regrown after decades. And, and then you can really see, uh, like a pretty undisturbed forest that's just kind of you know still having to balance between invasives and natives but it's you know you get to see that too so there's a lot of a lot of good things at the national park and i got some good microbes there too
0: yeah that's the thing because it's it's relatively undisturbed besides where the lavas disturbed it although now they're pulling out all that ginger it's like you know it's an invasive species taking over so as they go in to remove it they're further disturbing the the biology so they could really benefit from the the indigenous microbes being sprayed back
1: yeah I mean if they just fermented that ginger and then like sprayed IMOs and the fermented ginger juice with the roots and then with the flowers and and then uh, spread some microbes that were collected there. I think it would, like, really help.
0: Yeah, yeah actually strengthen the ecosystem. Because right now our idea of national parks is, like, no humans, no action. You know, and that's what's going to be best. But because pollutions are coming in from, you know, the air, the the water, you know, everywhere, that we actually need to take, like, proactive action mm-hmm. to make these, like, nature reserves actually, like, Microbial sanctuaries that that then the indigenous life is so strengthened that it's not de- degenerating, because otherwise your indigenous life, your your stuff you're trying to just keep there, is degenerating. So that's 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 kind of what you're suggesting, right? Utilize those resources, growing there, fermentum, capture the microbes, increase the secret Society's, uh, um membership in that area, and um, and then the national park will be even better right
1: yeah i mean if you if you're like pulling out the ginger to like ferment it instead of spraying like poisons and stuff to rely on it to kill it and have it grow back then like something else is gonna grow back especially if you're feeding it that juice like the ginger's not gonna grow back something else is that doesn't I, i don't know if it would be like considered an invasive species or not what would come back my guess is that it wouldn't be i mean what i'm starting to see where i'm applying like been spraying microbes on this spot in noni farms road and um there's now like mamaki coming up out of the rock and it's like it's like there is no mamaki planted there or transplanted or anything like that but it's like it's a native species starting to come back from by spraying native like biology so
0: Yeah, so your weeds are now more beneficial, and there may be a whole mamaki in that seed bank, but the biology was so bacterial and or like not compatible with the mamaki, so it didn't even sprout. Now that you've been spraying, treating IMOs, biostimulants, foods, vinegars, OHN.
1: Minerals, probiotics, yes, like.
0: Now, now the momaki is just like, oh, now the biology is rich enough. Now I'll sprout. It's kind of like you clean up a neighborhood, and then people that move in are are gonna care more about it and lift it up, and and the people that sprout and wanna live, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that was a, good, a pretty good success from from the following week of an observation of nature. Um, it'd be interesting to like get like do that on a on a different scale to start documenting and recording that like just by collecting and preserving and reapplying this native biology that it over time it starts to grow native biology
0: yeah 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 i mean i i wonder if like extinct species would start to sprout if we really focused on restoring the the microbiome in all kinds of environments like who who knows what's the potential of the earth, right?
1: Yeah, like what what could come up or what? And then I started thinking today, like I was like, huh, I wonder what other stuff you could start to feed the IMO piles and like really like unique unique stuff. And it, um, the only what spurred this thought was I I'm moving to my new place and there's all this like farming stuff that was left over. There's a bag of like green sand, and I'm like. I'm like, oh man, I, I bet the IMOs would love to eat this, and in in, in, their, in the IMO pile, and I'm like, what other like fine things that are local that you know we could feed the biology that would benefit them. I don't think it's like the recipe is like limited to those things, but I think we can also like include more things, maybe. I mean, at least test it and observe and see what happens, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a balance to it, but. You have microbes that are able to eat sand and get all the minerals out of
0: that they are yeah no silica is one of the main thing like i think the rain eats the silica which is sand hmm. but i don't know what else it would take i mean obviously maybe it would take some carbon because you see just heaps of sand around and they're not really breaking down hmm. but as soon as you put a, a few sticks in there some carbon in there it, oh man it gets sand gets rich really fast like so downtown Hilo is uh, sand underneath, you know, the city is basically built on sand. And when we did Let's Grow Hilo down there, and we were planting the streets of, of Hilo. Um, it was so rich. Do you think
1: one day you'll have like, uh, you'll be able to walk from your, your house to the ocean?
0: I've walked from here to the ocean. It's, I only, meant, it's only a mile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I meant like walk out your like front gate or something, your front door
0: oh like you think you think those the land's gonna sink or something
1: i don't know it's just that like y- you you mentioned that i didn't know that hilo was built on sand i i, I did know that like uh i don't know if kona, like kona was similar to that or like waikiki on oahu is is like built on a lot of a lot of sands and 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 they keep have to add, they have to add it like they keep adding it or keeps washing away yeah so huh. I don't know and then the rising tides you know climate change if you believe in any of that stuff and i don't know it's just like if you're i mean, i just heard that if you're below like i don't know 400 500 feet you know in the next 100 years you know, um, in hawaii you never know what could happen especially in like puna where the rift is
0: yeah when well i think if, it just fall if the halope plate falls in that halope rift then it's going to cause a mega tsunami around the world that's what they predict anyway.
1: Would it affect Hawaii, or would it be like more like the the tsunami would like ripple
0: out? well I think you, you get some backswell too once it pushes out. You know, mm-hmm. like I when Molokai fell in, like that was like a gnarly event event for the Hawaiian in for the global thing. You know, Wait, like when it caused Molo- Molokai fell in. I I think right. That's why there's steep cliffs on the backside of Molokai. It's like mm. a huge Molokai and Maui and Lanai like. Some plate over or some part of it just like broke off and just you know they say they say it caused a huge tsunami. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. It's uh, you know it's a lot of how it landed this place and it wasn't just the what you see above. It was like a underground mountain, mm. you know, because Ma- Mauna Loa is one of the tallest mountains from the bottom of the ocean, so that thing's huge. And imagine you see at the top a landslide, how much displacement was below because it's the largest mountain on earth it's just like so mm-hmm. much displacement causes big tsunami but who, who knows about you know like it's pretty, pretty uh i mean yeah if, if that happens it's like it had you know whoops, whoops. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: i mean that makes me think about like uh the book uh spirit walker by H- Hank wesselman and yep. kind of those foreshadowing things um it's interesting is, is uh, my... I think you met Joey. Joey Goforth. He used to live at the Hive with us. Played the banjo. Um, beard. He used to do the beat programming podcast too. But he... Oh, He's, yeah, yeah. he's in Washington that. right now. And he met this girl that is like best friends with like Hank Wesselman. And I guess Hank Wesselman's like looking for someone to like build him a garden or something. So he's like... He's within the circle.
0: <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know um, Chris and Lisa?
1: Chris and Lisa? Who? No, I don't think so.
0: They, they live up in Canada. They came out to Hawaii to take um, natural farming training from myself and then also from um, a few other instructors on the island. From you? Mm-hmm. Maybe. He took the same training as you at Hawaiian Sanctuary
1: maybe I know him I'm not I'm not sure
0: yeah and so he came out and then Lisa apparently went to go study with Hank Wesselman while she was here because he teaches like other mystic stuff you know like I I, I'm reading um medicine maker right now I think or vision seeker I'm not sure when the second one in the trilogy and it kind of follows the same story and and um but yeah, Hank, Hank kind of communicates with Ninoa and. Uh,
1: but he, he lives in Kau, I think, right?
0: Somewhere now He there. lives near Logan, I think. Near
1: Logan. Okay.
0: Yeah, and, uh, but I I was thinking I, I contacted Lisa the other day, because I've been reading the book. Wait, Lisa. From Canada. From Canada. Okay. And I and I asked her. I was like, hey, do you you know. We should get this information, like natural farming, to Hank, so he can download it down to Nainoa. Because if Nainoa knows about natural farming, which I haven't finished the books yet, maybe he does already. Maybe that's like a you know, it's like an unfolding in my life kind of book, and he'll know about natural farming, and it'll be this like weird circle whip around. Who knows? But but if we can teach natural farming to the future, then I think they'd have a better understanding of what the collapse was.
1: We just need to preserve the microbes in the now
0: why well, uh, make I feel, a
1: map of them. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the... Well,
0: like, maybe we can make an IMO library and then Ninoa will know where it is and he'll come back to Hawaii in the third book and he'll find the IMO library and then he'll restore the entire earth because we were part of the story.
1: But it wouldn't... You know, they go to California... In the book, right? They go to California, or they...
0: Yeah, but there's three books. I'm only on book two. There could be a whole journey coming back to Hawaii to find David's IMO library at the pyramids (laughs) in Kau.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just Yeah. I think there's, like, symbology within it, too. And, and, and yeah, like, I want to go... It's like, I know that those pyramids are a portal, and it's, it's, it's time to, like, it's time to go there.
0: Maybe they're a portal, though, because your interaction here now... The you stashed the IMO library there, caused a ripple in the space-time, and made it a portal.
1: Well, that would be a good spot to store them. I don't know. It's like you, you want... <laughs>
0: you want refrigeration.
1: You want refrigeration. I mean, the mountain is like the best ideal mm. up on top, but then it, it doesn't always stay below 32.
0: Those, those caves are actually really deep in Pahala. You can walk into the back of those and kind of like a wine cave. Oh, well,
1: caves, like, for the most part, I think they, like, have a pretty, like, standard, like, humidity and stuff. But pulp, but the, you're, you're talking about caves somewhere in, like, Pohala?
0: To, to make a natural IMO library, you just walk into a cave that's you'd, dug you'd, into a mountain. you want,
1: like, you'd want them all over, you know? And, like, depending on the slope of the mountain, they'd be, like, kind of all kind of based off there because you wouldn't want to be storing, like... Would you want to store sea level microbes
0: from like, you know, kilo? Once, once they're in the 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 CHO, the carbon hydrogen oxygen, uh-huh. the the sugar, you know, I make it out of sugar cane. Once, once they're in that and they're bound, equal volume, so that it's super saturated, they're frozen, man. So you could take those and you could go into outer space and come back and they'd still be viable. Wow, that's that's how strong the bond of carbon is. It's like a diamond, right? But but what so it is is sugar, a liquid diamond. Sugar is valuable. Sugars are liquid diamonds. Are liquid diamonds? Today, yeah,
1: gotta grow, gotta grow more sugar cane. No. do you do you think it's feasible to grow sugar cane in Hawaii and like like without a mill? Like, do you think it's feasible to see, like to to think that there could be a cooperative that's formed like in the next few years or something like that to like process it and actually turn it into sugar?
0: Well, that's definitely a good topic for our second hour, which (laughs) as we're getting into about the first half hour here, you know, just reminding viewers that, um, but we may, we may as well go into that now and we'll just give you a little hint of what we do in the second hour, (laughs) but forming this cooperative, working with other like-minded people that understand the soil, the soil biology, planting enough sugar now. To necessitate a mill is a very approachable and viable way to get ponol K N F, like pure K N F, from the sugar all the way through, because the sugar
1: and the alcohol.
0: Yeah, well, the sugar cane you can sell for sugar cane juice, so you already got a market. Then once you got enough of that, you can start to maybe get into the sugar, and/or make alcohol. You think there's a market for the
1: juice? In the, yeah, the there market?
0: definitely is. There's so many health food markets, and they. Think of that. They're they're all using like pesticide laden apple juice and stuff. Whereas you're gonna have the most kind sugar I think, cane.
1: I think vinegar is a huge market. Like why where can you get homemade vinegar other than right your here friend's under my natural,
0: porch?
1: Yeah. Or your friend's natural farm or something, or like a natural farmer that you know other than that, where can you go at a health food store and get local vinegar?
0: You just gotta buy one of the drinks crack it open put it outside wait a few days you get vinegar <laughs> you know, like vinegar is everywhere it's so crazy that in modern society it's hard to find living vinegar because vinegar is like the it's happening right now in your brain when, when, when i was going through some of the farm stuff like i was
1: happy to see that there were like wasn't any like pesticides or anything sprayed which is nice but one thing that struck like kind of was kind of curious was it was like hawaiian non-food grade salt and i was like i looked at it i was like if it's not food grade why would why would you put it on the earth like what does that even mean how do you make non-food
0: grade salt do they mix some other chemical it came out maybe a chemical refining process
1: it looked a little like weird on the outside of it it definitely was salt but it had like more of like a i don't know the word to describe it like a like a cl- more clustered together and a little shinier on the outside of it. But it was, I looked at it and it was just a li- in a little bag. And it was just like non-food grade salt. I didn't even think that existed.
0: Well, I'd like, I'd like to know more about salt because its it was like one of the alchemical things was like gold and salt and, you know, mercury, these like states or phase changes or like organizations. And to me you know it's more than sodium chloride when you get sea salt it's like you're getting all these other trace minerals with it and so you're not like so with this non-food grade salt maybe it's just sodium chloride Mm. and it comes from like a chemical byproduct Mm. or like they baked it or like
1: yeah it was just like a yeah i mean it was like a waste product of another process but they're considering it not food grade but like a waste product in the Food and the fermented plant juice is a, is a vinegar, that, which is food grade. So it's just like, just interesting to observe.
0: Well, that salt you wouldn't want to use because then the minerals like is just putting so in. Yeah, I'm not going to
1: use it. I'm just going to.
0: No, that's just... that's a bummer those people are doing it because now that's a concentrated waste. that's unbalanced, you know.
1: Luckily, it was just like a little bag of it and not a no. big deal. They probably used it to like <laughs> kill weeds or something. They probably mixed like vinegar and that salt and oh. water. And that thing would definitely probably kill some grass. (laughs) If you wanted it to, like...
0: Well, so, so yeah, the sodium goes away, and then the chloride, like, chlorine just cleaves molecules apart, so... Chlorine's super gnarly. So, yeah. Use it to kill them weeds. (laughs) Them weeds, yeah. Yeah. But, But to go back to the viability of the sugar cane... It, it really could support this island and can and it, will again. It, it could, yeah.
1: I was just thinking about, yeah, because I, I mulched uh, tw- 12 sugar canes today. It was a super unproductive day, but it was, <laughs> it was like one of the things that I did on the land was just like mulch some sugar canes that, you know, there's like 12, 12 of them got mulched. There's probably like another
0: 30 that need to get mulched. But What do you mean by mulched? Like I, I mul- like I mulched them. <laughs> like you chopped, you just took them and chopped them up?
1: Oh, no, no, no. Well, I, I did thin them out. Like there's, you know, many clusters of them. And I'm thinning them out to, to get one, like mm-hmm. predominant one that will like grow really thick. Mm-hmm. And and then I, I applied mulch from the Hilo, like, you know, resource waste facility, which is like, not a sustainable thing and it's but it's it's like a cheat code. It for sure is. You you start adding microbes to that mulch and you stack it long enough it's gonna break down and turn into soil and we'll be growing some things in that for sure. Um definitely would like to figure out how to like how to do that same thing. Like there's enough jungle and enough forest It's like I guess hooing up with people to get like a you just need, like, a solid wood chipper or something to, like, break some of the stuff down, like some of the guava and the yeah. bigger branches and leaves and things, but, I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm actually a fan of stick tech, where instead of trying to break these things down and chip them, just stacking sticks, piles of sticks, and I'm also a big fan of pile tech. So instead of trying to spread it out and, like, get chips and put it around and make it aesthetically nice, I just make huge heaps of like as much wood and all kinds of like wood chips whatever i can get but if i spread it out the grass just eats it and it gets bacterial in a matter of minutes versus if i leave a big mound it turns into this fungal hive Mm -hmm. that the secret society it's like their mega lodge you know and they they then branch they send miles of mycelia through from that mega thing to to the roots
1: yeah, with with this experiment, I'm just gonna do like uh like I did a thick layer of mulch around them, and then I'm gonna plant in like canaf as like a cover crop like in between it. Oh yeah. And then and then what I've observed is is once you like with the canaf and the sugar cane they'll they'll grow pretty well together, and then you'll start to see like different types of like hono, hono grasses and other things that weren't growing there before start to like kind of dominate. But if the canaf gets established, it's it's like it's well worth just like it kind of does like transform that little environment into a place where the grasses and stuff won't grow back and then um but each, each spot's different i mean totally hmm. different
0: my my kind of regrowth in the back of the house is really nice my first crop only came up about two three feet tall this crop in the back's about six seven feet tall and so i think it this hasn't flowered yet but i think it's gonna flower and just fill up with seeds which is mm-hmm. but what
1: you, you said that one already flowered once before right
0: yeah do you think it'll it'll flower again it should it probably will
1: yeah the the one the most recent crop that i'm growing right now in op cow they're about six feet tall they haven't flowered yet but they didn't much much bigger than like i had similar things in the when i first started growing it like two to four feet maybe you know much skinnier they'd flower then die back and stuff but these ones you know are pretty what we'll see and and i don't know if it's true shane said the ones at the hive that that i planted are like about 16 feet tall now like 15 to 16 feet i'm not sure i haven't seen them so
0: wow that sounds like that uh that's really rich all the work you did over there is really paying off
1: yeah i mean it, i i learned that you know you you reap what you sow and you might not uh you might not reap what you sow like directly where at like in a particular location but you'll definitely receive the the abundance from the universe and in, in different ways so
0: and what what's what's the biggest way you've reaped indirectly
1: here what's the biggest way that i've reaped indirectly yeah, because you
0: sowed a bunch there and you're saying that you'll still be able to reap something even if it's not the one that you sowed. So uh, I'm just wondering when you...
1: I guess I'm still like exploring that process, but... Um,
0: so, so what you're saying is more of an ideology, like a, like a, a well, wish, or is well, it a reality?
1: Well, when I planted that garden at the hive, I put a lot of energy and time into it, and I, you know, you know, like, you know, from that could grow, like, thousands and thousands of plants you know there's a lot of energy going into that but you know I just that was on an, an acre and I just moved to an like a new space and it's you know six six acres six times that and there's many fruit trees there and there's there's you know a bunch of sugarcane already planted there's bananas that are already planted there's pineapples that are already planted so it was like I, I'm in an opportunity where I feel like my cup is really full And yeah, I didn't, I wasn't the person who planted all those things, but they're, they're in my like vortex, they're in my energy, they're in, they're in my reality now, so I'm taking care of them. So it's like, I didn't reap all those things, but the universe still provided me a situation where, where I can still have like a connection and and scale, like at a, at a bigger rate than I ever thought before. Because like the biggest limitation is like, is our own beliefs and our goals. It's like. I do this so much where I, where I set my goal too low or I don't like, yeah, I don't imagine that I can achieve. It's like almost like a a fear state and it's like we, we literally can achieve anything. So we might as well set our goals way higher and our expectations way higher and then put 10 times, five to 10 times the amount of energy or effort it's going to take to get to those places. So.
0: And you're truly embodying that right now. Maybe or is it you're, you're aspiring to it like that's that's more like your
1: well it's, it's it's in my consciousness it's in my awareness it's um it's like a a daily practice i guess but um I'm, yeah i'm i'm definitely trying to to 10x my life in a lot of different ways my my business life my my personal relationships my family life my friendships my community like i'm trying to scale like over the next 6 months i want people to like like be like what's gotten into david <laughs> Oh, i haven't yeah. seen him in a while what is he doing and then it's just like action just like action 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 that's the only way it's gonna make things move
0: it's just mo- like movement we've got to make it move yeah yeah so we're we're right now chinese astrologically we're in the year of the earth pig
1: yeah the earth pig yeah we were the 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 wood dog or the metal dog earth or dog earth dog earth dog
0: earth pig and then it'll be it'll be a different type of rat coming up i'm not exactly sure
1: what does that mean what what so what what like yeah what are you perceiving from from
0: well i'm just saying what what's happening right now is this is like a culmination of a cycle a 12-year cycle ending because it number one is the rat so we're coming up into this and then so right now in the new year is what starts february ish I don't know the exact date for this year, but it's like the new moon in February is the the Chinese new year. And so this year is kind of um, the earth pig is kind of like a a carefree, like likes to party, good year to travel kind of stuff. Like, um, you know, don't get too serious. Don't work too hard. Um, But coming into this new cycle and the rat, the rat is always busy. Like, the rat is, like, super industrious, always, like, busying itself. It's Busy. never... Busy.
1: I think rats are,
0: like, kind of intelligent. Well, versus versus the pig, which the pig is much more, like, gonna laze around legs. and, oh. like, you know, like, like wallow and just relax. When it's hot, it's just gonna go inside versus, you know, the rat's up all night freaking gathering stuff and, like, doing its thing. And so, so when, when you're talking about this transition where you're going and you're wanting to be more on the you know what what got into david like who is this new guy like you know um that that as if you can time this right with these natural cycles and not you know try too hard but really like time it and and really good timing as well as effort you know right 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 timing right effort right place right thing that uh that those can um you know if you time it with this new year as it goes into the rat and as we get more rat energy building man you can really do it right and that's what in my life right now i'm trying to time it right too i got a few more opportunities to travel this year and i've traveled a lot i went to the philippines i went all over america i just got invited to like go a few other places and um I, I'm trying to embrace the, like, my Chinese astrological thing for the pig was, like, relax, go travel, don't work too hard, you know. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, yeah. I think you're, as this rat
1: enjoy the time while it's ripe to go travel and go see. And then, you know, when it's time to put your, your nose to the ground and, and go to work, then, you know. But you're also, like, being aware of the cosmics um, and astrological cycles that are around us that play effect energetically in our lives maybe
0: yeah i mean that's a good way good way to describe it and and the longer i've been observing the chinese method of like the the years and the times and the months and like how these things happen the more i have um seen it to be true like if i as i learn about someone and i know you know what kind of what their astrological sign is events you then, you then know like you at least have a prototype of that person it's like you're not going to know them 100 percent.
1: yeah yeah like a an archetype almost uh of, of the bean maybe it, well i mean yeah I'm, I'm a water rooster i know you're a dragon i know i know roosters and dragons get along i know roosters and snakes get along roosters and oxes get along um I, I guess that's kind of...
0: well yeah I, I'm an ox so we I guess we get along there like because the the ox is stubborn and the ox can carry a lot and it sometimes but sometimes it gets me into is the rooster pretty light <laughs> Yeah it's light and loud and like you know like dances is flashy people like it right away but then <laughs> you know when it comes to the heavy lifting it's like,
1: <laughs> like, Ox, where are you at?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then you gotta watch out, because I also got the dragon, which comes in, and it's like, oh, tell that fucking rooster what's up. Oh,
1: no, it's like the is like, oh, dragon, let's go for it. It's like a, I envision like a flying dragon. and
0: a Flying buffalo? Flying- oh, like Hoppa.
1: Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I was thinking like a flying, yeah, flying dragon, then a rooster. It's just
0: like, I'm bored. But... So what hour were you born?
1: 2 a.m.
0: In the morning. So I think you're the well, second.
1: Well, 2, 2.31 a.m. is the time that I was born.
0: I think that makes you an ox. That'd be interesting if you're a rooster ox.
1: I think that's what I am. I really do. Like, I, when I've looked at the books where they have, like, multiple, where you get, like, two of them.
0: Because the, the rat's from 11 to 1. And then the second sign is the ox so yeah oh maybe that, that's interesting
1: yeah very very earthly but um yeah i love to entertain the archetypes and man i love even more than chinese astrology i love like numerology i think that it can like tell tell like a blueprint of someone's life especially when you start incorporating like the tarot into it you know incorporating these other facets um, astro- like astrology tarot and numerology all together to kind of build like a like a yeah like a solid understanding and a building block of like being able to navigate like energetic patterns especially with numerology you can get to the like the month cycle and you can see like vibrationally where you're at and what what is going to be occurring and then you can relate that vibration to either the tarot or to astrology different signs and different, um, patterns of the planets and stuff. And they all are saying like similar things.
0: So what, what varieties of tarot?
1: Um, particularly like the way to ride deck. But I mean, I think if you have a solid understanding of, of, of any, you know, tarot, they're, they're all kind of interchangeable. I mean, they, they all have numbers, they have different you know signs or symbols within them the coins the swords the wands the pentacles you know those are also like in different decks there some of those are changed around but you know it's like a and then those are associated with the elements earth fire air or air earth water fire ether maybe i don't know where ether would come in there but
0: um microbes yeah man maybe,
1: maybe we could do that one time is uh maybe, maybe for one episode could uh good i could do your uh your thing for you
0: tell, tell me about my numbers
1: yeah yeah like i mean I, I could put in a little energy beforehand so like i could have it all written out and like have have you know all the calculations for the different numbers and expressions and then just like ask like read from you know call upon some texts to to read upon and then you know ask if hey, hey does this resonate with you what does this sound like does this is this something that, that and and like nine times out of ten um it's like spot on like un- uncannily like sp- spot on
0: yeah yeah that's that's pretty amazing
1: yeah there there's this one one occurrence when when i was uh I don't know, like 19 or 20 when I first started learning about numerology and I got this book and I was on an airplane. It was the first time that I read it and it's called the divine triangle by faith, uh, Javin, And it's like the, the, one of the only numerology books that I could find that relates the, the, the tarot numerology and astrology signs all together and then like maps it and even like incorporates the Bible and like all these different symbologies and then i was i was sitting next to strangers on the airplane and someone was like what are you doing and i was like oh i'm reading about this like what's what's your birthday out let me let me read from this like let me entertain this idea and it got to the point where like people were like coming up from the airplane from like way back and like asking me to come and read for them these things because they would they would like they got so excited when i when I like shared these things that like resonated with them just based on like their name and what letters are appearing and what, what's a, like, like, cause each, each, each letter is associated with a number and, and then you can kind of like tap into like, you know, one example is like, if, if you have a lot of, num- like a similar, like three or more letters in your name that are repeating, like, uh, then then that quality might be like over um amplified within your vibration and then it and then it also talks about like name changing and and naming things and like the power of that and and i and uh, i think it was like children the book the children of the night rainbow that talked about how like in ancient hawaiian culture like pre-tahitian pre elite, um that they would like name their their children like these super long names like these chants but they wouldn't actually tell them their real names until they were like and someone even get to know their real names and until they were like i don't know they met some sort of expectation from the elders or or the people in the community and they would like name their children like like trash or something like the like like something like i don't know so they so that so that and then one day they would like their real name would be revealed and they would like live in into that I, i'm not sure if there's like a lot of truth or what, what you know about that at all
0: or I, I like, well i mean i know a lot about vocabulary and then i know i know a little bit about numerology from that i know a few systems and ways But uh, the episode i was listening to logan he's talking about how it's all like everything that's known out there is pretty like level one though
1: uh-huh. everything that's no- known as like level one like everything that
0: yeah to know about like well I mean the numerology when you when you read it like I, I do I Ching which is very much similar it's based on like a nine or like a you know one zero all the, the whole system built up but but the w- within those 60 64 hexagrams it always comes out to be like almost perfect and uh like it's just uncanny how how effective that advice is if i can follow it and if i can understand it and like like it, it resonates on a deep level just just like i think what you're saying where these people like you can almost be a fortune teller but really what it is is i we're in some sort of simulation thing that the i i had this one stream one night where i was thinking about the the I learned a bunch of microwave radiation is absorbed and heat and IR goes into the ocean and what if just by the ocean uh going back and forth it's creating enough electrical charge that then our DNA can receive and this universal battery on earth is actually like our ocean just vibrating as it as it takes in the sun's energy and then it's always just in motion it's always releasing these microwaves which then we're transceivers and all life is transceivers of these you know this radio waves being propagated via the ocean just um you know doing its thing and that's why you know water is life and it's like as it moves it releases this energy which powers you
1: so like the earth is like a battery and like where the solar panels that are moving around and receiving the charge from it and, and being and like the ocean is like the generator. That's like allowing the current to like flow and get charged or not charge require like manifest power to charge the earth, which would charge us, which would kind of be like a, a system.
0: Yeah, well, it's like a frequency generator storage, like hard drive type of like long term storage, like energy from the sun comes in, heats it. And then as it's moving, it's just like it's generating the surface charge. And that's like flying at us and powering all life. And, it, and DNA is what resonates with those frequencies coming off the ocean, which to us sounds like white noise, but it's actually a whole like program song of like rhythmic theta waves you know when the ocean's nice and calm and these nice sets are coming they're really nice formed waves and that energy comes into us as like a consciousness of like the sun receiving that and storing it and then giving the energy back and then it's like a whole and that's why the ocean is your subconscious because it's it's your real mind it's this receiver of energy that's giving it to you and it's like your thoughts are just coming Uh, oh wow so
1: then when you're able to like tap into that awareness or that observational state then you're like you're able to be like whoa i'm i'm everything i'm the whole earth i'm all the forests i'm i'm you know and then you can see the the ocean as your thoughts or your things and and you can and separate yourself from from the shore of the ocean, and, and just allow those thoughts to travel and carry, and be in that ocean of calmness, and also in you know a lot of a lot of powerful waves at, at different points. And and one spot of the ocean could be really calm and peaceful, and one could be like really windy and turbulent, and and it's all just like different different states, all happening at the same time all incorporating like one so it's pretty it's pretty potent yeah
0: yeah yeah and that energy is received by dna and the more microbes you have around you the more life forms you have that are able to receive this like subconscious oceanic or even the air's higher energy as it as it's more subtle that comes through and as those molecules are shifted they let off radio waves which powers this life and so the more resonance you have within you and without like always promulgate, you know, more indigenous microbes, right?
1: More, more yeah. More in, more indigenous microbes. Yeah. Pro- how can, how can we spread more? But I, I guess what I've kind of been contemplating and pondering is like this state of like self-preservation where you're like, it's super true. It's a truth that like, you need to be able to take care of yourself and provide for your own needs in order to help feel like you're in a place to, to give to others and help others out. Right? Like if you're not able to feed yourself, then how, how can you feed others or you're so, so being able to navigate between like self preservation, which is like keeping the body alive and keeping it's like very survival. Most of like, you know, just, preserving the self and only working on that but then finding the balance of like helping others at the same time and like where 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 do we draw those lines right like where and then where it's like you can have someone feed you but it's like there's like that's that that saying like you know catch a fish for someone and feed his family for a day or teach that person how to fish and then they're they're able to feed their family for life like you could you know
0: overfish the ocean
1: in in harmony and balance right like being able to like maybe acquainted to planting where it's like you know you have like a lot of bananas right you you could be giving those to people and, and feeding them but is that going to like what you know how could you put that in a position where then they're able to feed themselves or their future communities or bananas like bananas for the rest of their lives right or for generationally and and then you know that It's like over over overfeeding, but like, you know, as long as you're you're planting enough back or putting enough back into the earth for the future, then it then it can be sustainable. And I I think that those practices are definitely possible with like fishing and stuff. I'm not an expert in fishing or any or anything like that, you know, but I'm sure I'm sure there's ways for it to be sustainable, just like there's ways for agriculture, agriculture to be sustainable and regenerative. And, and more abundant and more nutritious it's like this i'm sure there's a, a scenario or a possibility where that's possible for the ocean as well,
0: yeah. well. Maybe,
1: maybe this podcast will connect those mycelium networks that we're still discovering through our own journeys right like maybe we can someone listen to this and they're like oh my god i'm a fisherman and we're doing this natural you know this thing and it, and it relates and then getting to be able to have that conversation and see how the natural farming correlates and connects and then it's like building these networks and bridges on like much larger um scales and then you know you mentioned before like oh uh, at one point you were looking out into the ocean and you know you see all this thing but if you know that your that uncle or that brother or that sister or that auntie is you know someone that you personally know has that kuleana that is like inspiring change then you know that it's possible like and you don't necessarily have to worry about
0: it yeah well so i think the the kuleana like what, what came to mind while you're speaking of that and, and and is is that the ancient hawaiians as i understand it would think about feeding the ocean so today where and, and also think about feeding the soil where today we kind of go and think about, oh, we're, we're going to go fishing, but how much time do we spend feeding the ocean? So Hawaiians would go out to the ocean with the coconut fronds and then create anchor buoys and, and like float them with gourds and tie it down with rocks so that a buoy would form where all the kiki fish could come and feed in that safe zone where all limu is growing because the, you know, the, the buoys out there and each time they they're paddling out or each time they're going on a voyage they're also bringing these you know like like coconut fronds which you know they can tie together and make huge artificial reefs and like sure when the waves come it gets all smashed but all those fish go and it's